This podcast is created for farmers and powered by Pioneer Agronomy to bring you agronomic insights and proven solutions to fuel forward-thinking farming. Welcome to the February 9th edition of the Indiana Pioneer Agronomy podcast. I'm Ben Jacob, joined this morning by co-host Brian Trader. Brian, how are you today? Very good, Ben. Glad to be here. And uh, snow's pretty well moved out of the way, and so we can get in and out of the driveway now. Yeah, yeah, much different, much different scenario than a week ago when we were sitting here. Um, and today we have a returning guest from nearly a year ago. We have Ron Sabatka, who is the technical marketing manager for Seed Applied Technology, Seed Applied Technology within Corteva. Ron, how are you? Doing well this morning. Thanks for having me on, guys. Good. So, Ron, for uh, those of us who might have forgot or didn't catch it the first time you were on here a year ago, could you give us a, a little bit of a background and, um, you know, maybe explain what, what your role is? You bet. Yeah. So my wife and I live in or outside of Wahoo, Nebraska, out on a farm. Um, I uh, joined Pioneer Corteva a little over, uh, just a tick over 20 years ago, and uh, we... Uh, Really enjoy being out here in the in the country, living the, the the life here in Nebraska. Although I will say, typically I wouldn't uh, like to have the snow that you guys have in Indiana, but we're dry here in Nebraska, so uh, it's, uh, we we take about any moisture we can. So yeah, so background uh, come from the farm, uh, spent some time in crop protection and tech service and development. Uh, and then uh, career path joined Pioneer and was a technical information manager. Uh, spent spent a little bit of time with our uh, digital services as well, and um, and then sales uh, area sales manager, commercial unit lead, and then joined the Seed Applied Technologies group. And I uh, am the tech support that uh, covers covers uh, across the United States. Cool. Well, then for the, today's discussion, it sounds like we got the right the right man for that job. So what we want to talk to, about today, if you remember the last time Ron was on, you know, we just talked generally big, big picture about about seed treatments. Um, today, we want to talk specifically about a new component in our soybean seed treatment, a new option anyway, uh, um, that is Lumiderm. So Ron, if you could just tell us what Lumiderm is to start with and um, you know how, how it's being deployed in the field. You bet. Yeah, so it's, uh, Lumiderm is an insecticide seed treatment that we, um, you know, growers have the option of, of having their uh, local pioneer uh, reps coat their seed with this, insect, this new insecticide seed treatment. It's a, it's a new mode of action for soybeans. Um, you know, in, in the past, we've been using, uh, you know, neonicotinoid type insecticides like gaucho and and honestly they they bring a tremendous amount of value in uh, protecting against specific uh, insects um, but over the, the past few years we've been doing quite a bit of work uh, just trying to understand the the lumiderm and the diamide chemistry um, and we found that it really has um, some substantial benefits over uh, over gaucho and so uh, we did a pilot last year with this chemistry and, and really uh, found some nice advantages for, uh, for our growers. So 
when this is when this is deployed in the field, it's it's not something you're going to get charged for um, just as a standard standard part of the seed price. This would be an add-on treatment for our downstream treating reps, direct and. Um, you know, is, is it something, is it as an insecticide, will it go out alone or will it be in addition to the gaucho or, or whatever else that's already in there? Yeah, so it's a great question. Um, I see it kind of as a, a bolt-on uh, chemistry as we, we apply it to our seeds. So you kind of have to, ha you know, start with the foundation. I think that always, uh, you know, starting with a good fungicide package, um, which we have in our, uh, you know, in our Lumigen uh, soybean seed treatment package. Um, you know, really the, the foundation of that is Lumicina, which is a phenomenal um, fungicide against uh, the number one disease, Pycophora. So kind of think of it in that terms is, is start with a great fungicide package. And then Gaucho is, uh, is an insecticide that we've been using for you know, quite a few years. And like I said, it's got tremendous value in protecting against um, you know, some of the insect pests and the soil insect pests, as well as, as um, you know, above ground insects, such as bean leaf beetle and occasional uh, aphids and that kind of stuff. What Lumiderm brings, uh, and, and so once again, you know, you've got your basic fungicide powder, premier fungicide package, a basic insecticide um, like Gaucho, we can add Lumiderm on top of that as an option that growers can visit with their, their pioneer reps about. It, it comes with some, um, some substantial cost, but the value is there, especially for growers that are looking to uh, honestly um, improve their insect protection. And then there's some, there's some neat things about Lumiderm. It, it, uh, we're seeing improved stand establishment and also vigor. So, um, you know, we're planting earlier and earlier every year, it seems, with soybeans, and, and we're always looking for that. How do we get those soybean plants to, to pop? You know, once they, they crack that surface of the ground, it's cold. Um, how do we get those soybeans to really pop and, and do it all together so that we get a uniform stand? And uh, Lumiderm brings that. You know, in fact, our, um, you know, we use drone technology to sort of to measure um, you know, color and biomass, and uh, we found you know it's statistically proven that uh, that we've got this, this sort of like a bigger pop out of it, and and also improved stand. And at the end of the day, uh, it's you know that's kind of neat to have, but what if growers are going to spend some money? They want yield too, and so that's the other thing that Lumiderm brings. If you kind of think of it in terms of, if I have really heavy insect pressure, and I'm, I'm after a specific insect like seed corn maggot or wire worm um, or, or cutworm or army worm, some of these insect pests that the neonicotinoids maybe not be so great against, um, then Lumiderm has been bringing around, you know, about a three bushel benefit um, in addition to the, to the base fungicide insecticide package. And then, you know, if, if the, the pressure is, you know, light to moderate, and we see about a bushel benefit. So kind of a three to one. Three, if I got really heavy pressure or, you know, some really super stressful scenarios um, or a bushel across the farm is, is kind of what we would say. So. Yeah. Well, Ron, I have, a, I have a first grader at home, so I'm relearning basic math. And at 1250 beans and one bushel to three bushels, you know, 12 and a half to $50 does not seem like a terrible, a terrible return on what that investment may be. And I would argue that 
um, in addition to that, that direct return, there's also, if I'm just thinking about the 21 growing season, there's also the potential to, to be a huge risk mitigator. Um, I think back to the, the early planning conditions that you, you mentioned and, um, you know, sp- last year, really the past two years in Southern Indiana spring just seemed to drag its feet getting here. We'd have a few warm days and then we'd be back down sometimes below freezing. We'd get a little bit of snow on, on a crop that was already planted, but, um, what's amazing out of that is that the beans, the beans are incredibly resilient physiologically to, to come through that cold stress mm-hmm. and everything. But what you can't overcome is the amount of time that that bean sets in the soil as it's germinating and that additional time that some of these insect pests have to feed on that. And last year, 21 in particular, we saw some absolutely devastating seed corn maggot feeding. Um, across most of southern Indiana, but particularly southeastern Indiana. And so, yes, the direct benefit, the one to three bushel advantage is there. But but in my mind, I go to a lot of those fields um, were three weeks later getting replanted, at least three weeks from the time when um, they were initially planted. And, you know, there there's, there's good reason for us to be planting beans as early as we are and to keep moving in that direction. It's because there, there is a huge, a huge yield benefit to that, that, you know, we've discussed at length on this program, stretching out the flowering window by planting early. And, and, you know, I think that we'll continue to see more and more people push that edge. But when you get out there into those cold soils and the bean is sitting there for a while, that's, that's a really long window for insect feeding. And, and in my mind, that's, that's where Lumiderm comes in. Um, yes, the, the, the yield benefit is awesome, but the, the risk that you can mitigate with it. And, you know, if you're, if, if you're moving a planting date back on three, three weeks on beans, that's, that's several bushels that you're giving up just physiologically in that window. So having that added protection in some of these real tough environments, I think, I think is going to be huge for some of our more progressive growers. Yeah, for sure. If you think about, you know, the mindset of, of farmers in the spring, you know, we're, we're, we really are optimistic about, especially in the spring, you know, get the, get the crop in the ground yet, you know, it gets cold and cruddy and you, you start seeing the, the crop come out and and then the anxiety starts setting in and that's the thing you can't measure it's it's really difficult i mean we can measure the one and the three you can measure percents um you know plant stand and stuff like that but the the tough thing to the the the, the a lot of folks that maybe aren't associated with farming don't understand is that anxiety piece so do so you think of all the the land that is is leased and the pressure that uh you know, farms have to please the landlord as well. And, you know, you can understand why, you know, some of these fields didn't get replanted for three weeks. You plant it once, you go get the rest of the, the fields planted, and then you come back. That's just the way it is, you know. And so, you know, for if, if that, that anxiety level is, is something that, uh, that, you know, we try to eliminate as well. So in, in addition to the, to the yield, can we guarantee three and one? No, you can't. But, you know, it is, it is every single year that we do replicated work, we see a benefit out of it. And it's just one of those things that, you know, if, if growers are looking for that little extra yield benefit, that, that nice visual appeal, um, improved plant stands because we're protecting it against some of these specific insects and reducing that anxiety, um, that's, that's worth something there too. Uh, can't, can't put it into dollars necessarily, but, uh, 
you know, it is it is an important thing to to growers, I think. Ben, from a personal standpoint, I can certainly attest to this increased vigor and just the visual differences that we saw. I had uh, one of the early planning growers in my geography that uh, was good enough to do one of these trials that Ron spoke about. And man, right to the line, you could see a very visual difference. Uh, we did not see any seed corner wireworm or any of those insects that Ron mentioned where we were able to get any ratings and see that just because we were fortunate not to run into that trouble. But the visual difference and uh, just that early vigor that, Ron, you spoke about, that, that was noticeable in our side-by-sides that we did with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's kind of hard to explain. People ask, okay, how you know where is that thing coming from? And I I, I can't explain it exactly. You know, sometimes I we'll wonder if there's like some uh, you know itty bitty insects uh, that are they're kind of nibbling on the you know the cotyledons or scarring them up and you know causing maybe a little little disease to to set in or something like that. But uh, but it's it's fairly common that we see that. And like I said, you know. It's, it's hard to see it sometimes with the, the visual, you know, your your eyes, you visually see that unless you have that side by side in it in a particular field. But with the drone technology, it's pretty easy to measure, and and uh, you know we've got it dialed in that it's it's statistically proven that, uh, that there's this this little bit of a benefit there. So, you know, back to that early planting too. It's a it's a fantastic thing. It's you know spreading the workload out, but also getting that improved yield pop out of our, our soybeans. It's the right thing to do, I think. There's, it comes with the risks. Um, but then you also think about the, uh, you know, the, the changes that take place um, you know, from a pest spectrum. So you, uh, you, you mentioned the seed corn maggot, and we've been seeing that across uh, different states, you know, Nebraska, Missouri, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, you, you kind of you name it. But in the past, especially in the last two years. And I've been trying to think, you know, what, why is that? And why are we seeing more seed corn maggot? And, and Gaucho has activity against seed corn maggot as, you know, do some of the other competitive products it, it, they do and they protect it against, um, you know, the seed corn maggot. But I think the, 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 the feeding length is a lot longer now. And, you know, maybe the populations are higher. You know, I, I suspect that, you know, when we're planting cover crops, and we're using root crops, uh, turnips and radishes and things like this that, you know, end up rotting in the springtime. Um, that's where the seed corn maggot flies love. They love the stink. Or, you know, we use more manure, you know, for instance, because you know, manure field, which is a fantastic thing to do, but also it might attract, you know, these flies that fly around and try to seek out these things. You couple that with, uh, you know, a, a really short life cycle of seed corn maggot, lay eggs and have larvae, you know, in a few days, um, you know, t- total turnaround of a life cycle of the seed corn maggot is about 18, 20 days, something like that. So, um, so it's, it's an interesting pest. And then back to coupling that with early planting. So if you think about, you know, what, where does seed corn maggot affect the, you know, soybeans, you got the cotyledon, that of course is the seed planted in the ground and as the root comes out and sort of stretches those cotyledons to pop out of the ground um, it's those cotyledons that are under the ground 
over time, if it's only a few days, let's say you plant and they're out of the ground in 10 days. Well, you got 10 days of, you know, feeding that could potentially happen with sequin maggot. But if we're planting early, it may be 20, 30 days before, you know, you get, you get those cotyledons to pop out of the ground. So it may not totally destroy the cotyledons, but scarring um, and, and even losing one cotyledon can have a substantial effect on the health of that that seedling too. So, so it's an interesting test. And, and I would say, you know, Lumiderm is fantastic against cut or against the uh, Secor maggot really has a nice, uh, a nice protection barrier against that particular insect pest. Yeah. Well, and to, to the point that you just made Ron, and the improved vigor coming out of the ground quicker that, that comes along with it. Um, you know, that, that, that helps in several different ways, but you're, you're limiting you have something with really good activity against against seed corn maggot another another a number of other pests but um you know limiting that feeding window is is all around a good thing so um i think that their lumiderm has a lot a lot of good attributes from what i can tell and i think that for our really uh, i think that everybody that's planting early ought to, ought to at least take a look at it but you know, the most progressive guys that, you know, that are pushing 80, 90, 100 bushel beans year in, year out, look, looking for, looking for that next edge, that, that this, this would be a really good thing to, to move that needle forward a little bit. And again, with, with 1250 beans, and it makes, it makes a ton of sense. Um, it's really easy to pencil that out. And, and again, the, the risk, the risk that you can mitigate in those early planting windows just just by just by adding this one active is is really really incredible so um yeah i've got well, a a little you you mentioned that that uh, 80 bushel i got a little story if you want to hear it here this morning absolutely. or today so uh there's a a farmer in nebraska that uh has a, a pivot and um He's been trying to hit above 80 bushels for years, and they baby this field. Uh, got a great pioneer rep, um, Roger Overlease, has been watching this field and trying to help the farmer progress. And um, so the, they decided to put manure out on the field year prior and uh, put 25 tons on, pretty good jag of, of manure, and, and Roger had, uh, he was in the, uh, he and this girl were in the pilot study last year and they added Lumiderm to the mix, split the field. And uh, in the spring, there were seed corn maggots and farmers driving through the field with four wheeler and flies all over the place and uh, knew that there was a substantial amount of seed corn maggot. So, uh, you know, Roger, he's a, he consulted for this field as or this grower as well, walked the field, took plant stands and that, that kind of thing. and. Um, first stand counts really were pretty similar. It was like towards the end of May um, in the 145 range. Um, and about a week later, started seeing, uh, you know, some plant stands, plant stand loss with the fungicide gaucho only versus uh, where we, where we added uh, Lumiderm on the other side of the, the pivot. And the pivot was, you know, a split, but the field's just about equal across the entire thing. So they tracked it through the end of the year and uh, there was a, about a 30% loss in plant stand without uh, Lumiderm, but the Lumiderm um, treated uh, half, never lost hardly any plant stand. In fact, the, at the end of the year, there's about 145,000 uh, plants out there. 
and you could see it to the row. It was, it was just an amazing thing. Um, and, and Roger was saying, if I didn't consult this thing, if I didn't walk this field, I would have never believed it. But the yield difference there in that particular field was 20 bushels. And so not only did the, the grower hit above 80 bushels across the entire farm, um, he actually had 109 bushels with the, uh, the, the standard treatment with, uh, with Lumiderm. So it was an, an incredible story. Um, so it's it kind of neat one. And I, and I, I tell the story a little cautiously because we don't expect to see a 20 bushel yield benefit every time. But it's kind of a neat deal for those growers that are really trying to rock yield and try to really push the envelope, get past 80 bushels and, and really, uh, really knock it out of the park. So put themselves in a position, put their fields in a position to have healthy plants, nail the yields. And at the same time in the spring, uh, you know, reduce that anxiety and, and really have a, a nice, healthy field that they can, they can be pretty proud of too. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, common, common sense would tell us we don't expect a 20 bushel yield um, improvement from, from any treatment, but it was not that many years ago when we looked at, at foliar fungicides and beans as well. Maybe, you know, maybe we do, maybe we don't, maybe they pay for themselves, maybe they don't. And then, you know, we have some years with heavy frog eye or whatever, and we do see double digit yield advantages. And, um, you know, that, that changes, that changes hearts and minds to where, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to put a fungicide out every year and I might as well put an insecticide with that. And, you know, it gets to be a little bit more standard practice when you have the right set of conditions to see those, to see those big yield improvements, it'll, it'll make a believer out of anyone. So, um, I think, uh, I think Ron, that you've done a good job of explaining what it is and where, you know, where we need to see it at, uh, Brian, do you have anything else before we, I, I don't think so, Ben, I think Ron's done a nice job of covering it. I, I, the one thing maybe I would circle back around is you've, if you've got a pioneer rep you're working with that is treating at his facility, have a conversation with him. He's got the ability to, to treat with this particular product. If it really makes sense, either because of the insect spectrum or because you're going out early, uh, you're going to want to have that local conversation with your pioneer sales rep about treating this in the pioneer uh downstream is how we like to refer to those guys but they're the ones that can really treat this for uh you as the customer and get it out on your farms if you want to take a look at it and do some side-by-sides on your own it's a good call out and ron have we have we missed anything that just have to get out there about this technology no i think you guys uh, nailed it uh, i love the idea of uh you know really having a customized approach with a you know your local uh, pioneer rep who knows you, knows your fields, knows your risk level and that kind of thing. It comes, comes with some cost to, to add this, but I think that, that you know, I'm going to put it on my farm to, because I've, I've seen it enough. I've seen, you know, the replicated work year after year show the performance. So, and once again, if you're looking for a little better plant stand, uh, some bigger boost, um, twice as many insect uh, pests. So we're, we're, you know, not only the sea corn maggot and wireworm, but we're picking up other insect pests that, you know, some of the neonicotinoids don't necessarily cover, cutworm and armyworm and things like that. And it's fantastic against humic beetle too. It's, it's nice. Uh, it's nice chemistry. It's nice to have something new to offer uh, offer growers. Yeah, and I, w- I would add one more thing that that um, you know you've you've mentioned that it's it's not a neonicotinoid and 
you know, there, there have been pub publicly, there, there have been some comments about, about neonics and their, their suitability for use. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to get into that, but it is nice to have an option with such good control that that is, that is a different category of insecticide, um, in our seed treatment. So with that, Ron, if, if anybody, if anybody heard anything that piqued their interest and they want to, they want to reach out to you, is there, is there a good way for folks to do that? Absolutely. I'm going to give my email address here. And, you know, I, I always think it's great to visit with your, your local uh, pioneer rep first, you know, get the, get the inside scoop there. But if you're looking for more information, um, feel free to reach out to me. Um, my email address is ron.sabotka, uh, and I'll spell that out. It's S is in Sam, A is in Alpha, B is in Bravo, A is in Alpha, T is in Tango, K is in Kilo, A is in Alpha. Um, at corteva.com. Perfect. And Brian, if folks want to get a hold of you or follow along with what's happening in northeastern Indiana, where where can they do that? Sure. They can uh, catch me on Twitter at BK Schrader or on Instagram at B underscore K underscore Schrader. How about you, Ben? You can find me on Twitter at B Ben Jacob and on Facebook at Ben Jacob Agronomy. Um, I'll throw out to you that if if you have a specific question for Ron that, that we can't get um, answered locally, Brian and I both both know how to get a hold of him. So if we need to do that follow up, that's available. So um, I want to thank Ron again for joining us. Thank all of you for tuning in and listening to us each week. If there are any subjects that you want to hear about or know more about you know reach out to us for one of the channels we mentioned and with that thanks for joining us and stay safe thank you for listening to this episode from the pioneer agronomy team be sure to visit pioneer.com backslash podcasts to access additional episodes and learn more about our extensive on-farm data and innovative digital tools that are fueling forward-thinking farming